up, everybody? My name's Garrett, and I'm here with... GJ Puddle. And uh, we are back with another episode of Super Gamer Boys. Uh, we come to you each and every week, bringing you the nerdy news and discussions you want to hear. So, yeah, it's been a, a week since our first episode launched. Uh, kind of crazy to think that it's been that long already. And, uh, man, we've gotten some some cool uh, feedback from people. Um, man, that was a blast. Honestly, it's been like the sensation that's taken over the nation, as well as some of the world. Because we've had feedback from all over the place. People just reaching out. It's on the tips of most people's tongues. The name Super Gamer Boys will soon be etched in history as uh, the podcast to remember. Yes. Yeah, it's I've seen it in lights up on the signs, uh, sky written in the clouds. You know, it's been been pretty incredible. So coincidentally enough, I did see it written on the back of one bathroom stall since last week. Oh, well, that's that's classy. Well, mostly because I was the one who wrote it. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, so. How's your your last week been? Oh man, Gary, everything has been great since last week. Uh, I I think that I listen to the podcast more than anybody else. I listened like four or five times. Just so that's where all the download numbers that's, came that's from. That's right? where the downloads were coming <laughs> from. Uh, I was listening to uh, to us, and I just think that it came across fantastic. I had a lot of fun doing the Super Gamer Voice for the first time, and I, I just see a lot of a lot of really cool stuff coming up in the future. I see the excitement starting to build, not just from us, but from some of our listeners that are reaching out to us on social media, like on Twitter, uh, on Facebook. Um, and I'm kind of getting the hang of uh, sending out tweets, my friend. I am coming into the the new age of nerddom, yeah, as well I as uh, I saw you uh, sent out uh, maybe your first retweet. Uh, you retweeted uh, our own posts, so you're you're getting there. You're maybe halfway there. You know? <laughs> Surprisingly enough, I had to have my 15 year old daughter help me out with that. She was right there and coached me through it. Um, I felt like it was kind of like a Lamaze course because I mean, she's like, breathe, Chad, just breathe in and out. You're going to be okay. Stop crying, you know, but uh, I survived and I feel like everything's been great ever since. So I'm getting the hang of it and uh, I'm going to probably this week start in on hashtagging things. Hashtag super gamer boys. Hashtag awesome. Yeah. Hashtag amazing. Yeah, so from here on out, anything you peg, tag us in, make sure you hashtag those exact three things. <laughs> Folks, honestly, I have no idea what I'm doing, and uh, but I am having a lot of fun, and it is neat to to start this this new stuff with the hashtagging and the tweeting and whatnot. And uh, I know I've made fun and I, I try to make light of some of this stuff, but social media is an important part of what we're trying to do here at the Super Gamer Boys. So I know I've had a really cool week. We had a lot of stuff going on. What's been happening with you? Uh, you know, it's been, uh, been kind of crazy. So there's bad fires in California right now. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed outside, but you can hardly see across the street. The smoke so bad. So. I'm wearing a dust mask right now in the studio. Yeah. So I think that I, I, yeah, I have seen it. I'm driving around like that so much that I look like an oriental woman who's got the SARS. Okay. You might want to delete that and, uh, excise that from the show. I'll take that time code down 340. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, we've been... Uh, all, all of the things that are said by JJ during this show, uh, keep in mind, they are not necessarily the opinions and uh, thoughts of the Super Gamer Boys. Uh, they are all the opinions of Garrett Morlang. And remember, you can find him on Twitter at at G Morlang. 
Yeah. Thanks for that. Uh, anyways, back to those fires. Uh, yeah, we, uh, have been having to work in this crap all week. Uh, there's been a couple days we actually had to take off cause it was, the air quality was so horrible. Even a mask could not keep that out. So, um, yeah, it's been pretty insane. Uh, they're saying this is the most deadliest fire in California history. That's, uh, really sad. So yeah, definitely our thoughts and prayers go out to those who are affected by those and hopefully it gets, you know, we can get some rain soon and maybe we'll clear it up a little bit. For sure. And it looks like there's supposed to be some rain this next week, um, Tuesday or Wednesday. That's going to be, you might be listening to the podcast today. Today, it's going to be dropping Tuesday for you folks. Um, So we should be getting some rain and, you know, hopefully that this, this fixes itself. We're looking at the smoke being here until the end of um, November. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty horrible. It is really hard to breathe, but thankfully we had a cool boss and he's been taking care of us and kind of keeping us out of working in it when it's really hazardous to be breathing. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, let's get down to it. Um, we are going to start with the nerdy nudes of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Now that time was purposely said like that last week, Garrett, during our first episode, a little bit of a snafu when he misspoke and said nerdy nudes. And I made a joke that it's now going to be the nerdy nudes all the time. And uh, did you get any hate tweets from that stuff? No no one, no one called me out on it yet. So I'm just going to keep going until, until they do. you (laughs) You did get called out on your, uh, your ball talk last week. And we do want to talk about that folks. I am so sorry that Garrett went to that extent to that length to talk about, um, horse testicles. And, uh, we've had a a long come to Jesus meeting and he's not going to be doing that stuff any longer. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry, dad. I'll try to be, try to be a better, better man. Okay. Um, so this first news article is a little sad. Um, I just figured, you know, it's worth touching on. It happened earlier this week, but, uh, Stanley, uh, died at age 95. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just kind of a, Sad, uh, sad moment to realize that, uh, you know, this kind of, in my experience, I've known him just from the cameos in the Marvel movies uh, and, you know, I'm loving his characters these last, uh, what is it, 10 years that these Marvel movies have been coming out. Um, yeah, it was just kind of sad to think that, you know, the creative of those guys is gone and, uh, you know, what's what's the future going to look like without, without Stan Lee in the picture? Um, but, uh, yeah, what do you think, JJ? I think the future is going to be really healthy. Stan Lee was such an indelible figure in so many people's lives. He touched so many people with creating huge iconic characters. And some people live vicariously through some of those characters. The Marvel movies, of course, are so big, so massive. Everybody's watched them. I can't say everybody because I've got a little bit of a, of a thing that I need to share a little secret. Do you like secrets? I like secrets. So I have never seen any, of the Avenger movies. It's true. Oh, jeez. I never have. And I... I, I, I uh, so, uh, I'm going to be putting up a, an ad later uh, this afternoon on Twitter looking for a new co-host. Because uh, <laughs> I feel like that should be a prerequisite. I should have known about that. You know, should have heard that in the interview. I probably yeah. should have shared that with you in the past. So, the the sad part is, is I I have seen a few of the films of, of some of the Marvel movies that have come out the last few years. And I do absolutely love them love the guardian of the galaxy movies love the iron man movies i watched iron man one and two 
I I decided the reason I never watched the Avengers is because I wanted to try to watch them in order. I wanted to be able to watch them in order so they made sense. So when I got to the Avengers, I would already be coached up on the Hulk and, and Thor and everything else. So I have now just recently finished. I've watched the first couple of uh, Iron Man movies, the Hulk movie, the original Thor movie, the Captain America And so I believe that I'm now ready to watch the first Avengers movie and then go from there. I have in my Netflix queue uh, Thor Ragnarok and stuff like that, but I feel like I can't jump the gun and go farther. And I didn't want to go into the story and not kind of have the full thing and mess myself up. But I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to take that first baby step to ultimate nerddom, you know, like where I, where I get like a, you know, a, a robe and like a hat that I get to throw in the air for graduating to this geekosity that is running wild all over the world, kind of like Hulkamania, you know what I mean? I don't know if I know what you mean. It's a it's wrestling. Yeah. It's a wrestling yeah, that's, everything. That's, that's, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, well, that's that's neat that you're able to, you're finally caught up. Maybe you can finally get in on some of those movies, but that's, I'm uh, ready. For, for me, with the whole Stan Lee thing, like that's, his legacy to me is, is that. And I know for everyone, it's going to be different. Like some people know him for, like knew him from the comics back in the day. I mean, he's still part of the comics today, but um, yeah, it's just interesting that we can all, you know, care so much about this guy and have completely different touchstones to him. Yeah. He created so many iconic characters like the Iron Man. He created the Hulk. He created Spider-Man. So with all of these things, and of course the Avengers and Black Panther too, they just had the movie come out last year. So with each one of those things, I'm curious because you, you haven't really read the comics, but you've watched the movies. Um, I've read some of the like Spider-Man comics and, and a couple of the other comics that have come out. Um, I'm curious. When you think of Stanley and the the marks that he's left on our society, on this culture, on just our our nation, which one of the main characters that he came up with do you think will most resonate and identify with Stanley forever? I mean, he's known for so many. Is there one that maybe stands out that that one, that one right there is kind of married to Stanley? Huh. Uh I don't know. I feel like like I said, I don't have a ton of experience with the comics and stuff, but just based off of the uh, um, watching the Marvel movies, I think people will look back and think of, you know, the, the very first movie that came out, either Iron Man, you know, Iron Man is such a huge deal when that came out. Uh, maybe, you know, that was the beginning of the good superhero movies. Um, either that or, or Captain America, really. Um, both of those characters were so, so iconic. I know even before the movies and then um even more so brought to the mainstream through these movies uh so from my perspective as you know a little younger in contemporary perspective and um you know with his more recent works and what he's been involved with i really think uh yeah it's you could almost compare him to or compare his legacy to like an iron man or captain america character like i think that's that's what'll live on forever in my mind but then it's, I don't know, it's hard to decide because I think like Spider-Man, like, oh, that's that's kind of his thing too. Like, I don't know, he, he was so closely tied with so many characters. It's so <laughs> interesting that you have that younger perspective because me, I would have said Spider-Man. And I think that for me, Spider-Man is the one that closely identifies with him the most. Uh, with that, you know, Stan Lee, that was like his first major breakout star. And uh, 
if you look at the history of Spider-Man, they've tried so many times to keep reinventing the wheel. You have a really good product and you keep changing it up and trying to redo, you know, they had the, the, the Tobey Maguire movies a few years back. And I know everybody, Those hates, are so bad. everybody hates part three, you know, <laughs> that kind of ruined it for everybody. And then, uh, and then of course you had the, the, uh, the amazing Spider-Man. There was a couple of those movies that came out and then recently with homecoming. And, uh, I, I think that where they've got it at now is the best that it's ever been. So Stan Lee, Godspeed. All righty. Let's uh, move on to some uh, little different news. Uh, not any happier, though. Uh, PlayStation is skipping E3 next year, 2019. Um, so my first thoughts when I read that was, that's impossible. Uh, how does this happen? How does E3 happen without Sony, uh, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're part of the big three. There's Sony play or Sony Xbox and Nintendo. Uh, how do you have, you know, the biggest, one of the biggest, uh, gaming conventions in the world without, you know, one of the big main competitors. I think it's gotta be said E3 is probably pissed right now because you, you take one of those big competitors and pull them out and they say like, here's my ball. I'm going home. I don't want to play. And unfortunately, what ends up happening is that E3 is now going to be in a position. Well, I mean, Xbox can possibly, very possibly, can capitalize on PlayStation not being there. By PlayStation, by Sony pulling out, this is a real opportunity for Xbox to get in there and just be all over the place. Um, with, with Sony, you got to wonder, why are they pulling out? One of the thoughts that's running through my head and some others is that they you know they're saving themselves maybe we're thinking playstation 5 is coming up and they're they really have nothing new that they can release on playstation 4 are are they going to later this year uh do their own thing and uh are they going to ever return to e3 is this like a you know a finality thing where they're pulling out of e3 permanently is e3 going to want them to return with this snub, I mean, we're six months out. Can they change their mind? Yeah, so I don't know how that works. I imagine if they announce this, it's pretty final. It's uh, more, not so much as a, hey, there's a deadline thing, but even as much as like, they don't want to look like a bunch of idiots saying like, actually, we're coming. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I think, I don't know. This such a crazy, crazy thing. Uh, it kind of seriously blows my mind to think about this because that's, I mean, I looked forward to this conference every year watching them really like, talk about all their new games that are coming out. Um, my only thought, uh, there's a few, few different ideas uh, kind of swimming around in my head right now. And um, the first of which is, okay, maybe, um, maybe they are so big now that, you know, they don't, and obviously, so there's some numbers, uh, Friday or Thursday earlier this week was the fifth anniversary of the PlayStation four. So it's been out for five years now. Um, and they released a bunch of numbers. Uh, so worldwide, uh, they sold, uh, 86, uh, more than 86 million units in the past five years. So they're killing it on, on, on the hardware front. That's huge. Um, they've also sold over 777.9 million units of software. So they over, like, that's insane. So that's how many, uh, 
I can't even do the math in my head, but per per console, like either way, 770, almost 778 million games have been sold on the PS4. And that just blows my mind. So they they have the whole console, you know, industry this generation in the bag. Um, so then it, okay, now the next step is, okay, they're pulling out and obviously they don't need to be there because they have the numbers, they have the power, they have a lot of weight to throw around, throw around. But, you know, is this, uh, is this them possibly regressing back to uh, a PS3 state where, you know, they had that uh, kind of arrogance and hubris where they're just like, hey, we're so big for our britches, we don't have to listen to you guys, we don't, we, you know, we can do what we want. And then that's when the 360 took over because they just had PlayStation had the wrong message, the wrong idea. Um, I don't know, I'm kind of kind of worried about that a little bit. But then, yeah, like you were saying, they might come out next year and hey, we're not we're not doing PSX this year, 2018. We're not doing E3 next year, but we are going to do PSX 2019 next year. And hey, we have tons of new details on all those games. Yeah, the whole you know the Metal Gear Solid quote yeah, kept you waiting. Uh, <laughs> they show up out of nowhere, uh, release a ton of information on PS5, on Death Stranding, on uh, Ghost of Tsushima. That's a hard one to pronounce. <laughs> uh, um, I was going to correct you right now, Gary, yeah. but I preferred not to. <laughs> um, they have so much in the pipeline right now. And a lot of people were worried when they first, you know, canceled PSX. That's, you know, normally happens within the first couple weeks of December. Um, they're like, eh, sorry, we're not doing it this year. Everyone's like, okay, well, what's what's going on, Sony? And then for them to announce this, um, I, I hope that it only means one thing and that would be that they just have such uh so much news and it's such big news they want to reveal it on their own terms on their own turf you know with the biggest possible presentation um without having to muddy the the waters you know like instead of being at e3 you know people are focused on so many different things like there's a ubisoft conference there's an ea conference xbox has a conference nintendo has their direct um there's a PC conference. Devolver has their conference. Like there's literally like every company under the sun has a conference at that point, as well as an entire show floor at the same time where people are walking around the show floor, checking out hundreds and hundreds of games that are coming out in the next, you know, year to 10 years or whatever. Like people are there from all over. I don't want to call it uh, a good move, but I think it's a big move. I think that by, by going to the extent of holding back, what it's going to do is it's going to build up anticipation. So whatever they have going on, it it will build up anticipation. And sometimes the desire in the background, waiting for something, makes it so much better. Now, sometimes you get it and you go, hmm, that wasn't that great. But I, I have a feeling that when they do finally get to a point where they're willing to come out do their own thing, whether it's PSX or whatever, when they, when they come forward and, and go for it, it's going to be huge and it's going to build that anticipation and it'll come across, come across pretty well, whether it's a complete bomb or not, it, it should be pretty big. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what becomes of that. Uh, I am excited and nervous and <laughs> I just want to know what's going on and who knows, maybe we'll have a PS5 by 2020 that's that's kind of the rumor out there is hey next year they'll announce it by 2020 we might have a new console so that's exciting for me uh not so exciting for my wallet or, <laughs> or my wife uh, 
Um, okay, let's move into the next news here. Uh, this last week, some huge trailers came out. Um, for me, I adore Pokemon. I love it so much. <coughs> sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Is smoke is so, yeah. <laughs> so bad right here. Goofy girl. <coughs> Geek. <coughs> I'm so sorry, folks. That was inappropriate. And Goober. <coughs> 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 sorry. Uh, go ahead. What uh, you were saying? Yeah. Uh, while uh, JJ was having a nerd fit over there, um, I'm geeking out over here about the Detective Pikachu trailer. Uh, I know it sounds sounds I just, ridiculous. I want you to just hold on. It sounds Wait, ridiculous. Hold your breath. Let that sink in, folks. If you're listening, I want you to hear exactly the words that he said. Slow it down. Throw it in reverse. Back it up. Say that one more time. Don't say anything after. Say that one more time, and then just give it a beat. Just a beat where you don't say anything. Go go again. Go again. That I am freaking out over the Detective Pikachu trailer over here. Is that exactly what I said? That is so that, exactly that what you said. That was pretty close, huh? Dude, thank you. Thank you for that. That, my friend, is comedy gold. <laughs> you can't write that stuff. That that all came out of his head. He made that up on the fly. Man, you are picking up so much hanging around with me, Garrett. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. No, but but in all seriousness, I... Oh, you are any, anyone, completely dead anyone, serious right I'm, now? I'm completely dead serious here, you know? <laughs> so, I watched that trailer. It anticipating it to not be so great i know it's been a year or two i don't remember exactly when they first announced hey there's a detective pikachu movie coming out and by the way ryan reynolds is cast as detective pikachu i'm like first of all detective pikachu it's a a ds game that came out only in japan so you couldn't even play it in english in the states uh and then ryan reynolds uh doing a voiceover for a pokemon that's weird. <laughs> uh, coming from Deadpool, uh, what's going on here? <laughs> the, the, you're talking about your your first reactions when you heard yeah. what it Okay. So this is like originally like a year or two ago when they first announced this as like, this is not going to be good. Like instantly, I'm like, I'm never watching this movie. Like this is another Pokemon movie. Like, okay, I'll just leave that one alone. Um, and then I watched the trailer. I finished the trailer and I just remember sitting there in my van, I was on lunch, you know, there's chilling in the van, my work van. That's my, my little mobile office. And I was just like, I don't understand what just happened. Like that had no right being that good, that funny. Uh, I love the look of all the Pokemon, like in real life. Cause up until now they've always been cartoons or pixel art or in an anime, like on, you know, cartoon on TV. So to see them for the first time, like, Oh, this is the real world. They're like real textures, real, like Pikachu's furry? Who knew that? Like <laughs> Jigglypuff? That's the weird one. I don't like Jigglypuff. He's a little creepy looking, but the rest of them, like, this is so cool. Like, I was nerding out. Like, man, I want more like real life Pokemon stuff. So, real talk, real talk. Garrett, uh, Garrett just brought this to me right before we started uh, the podcast this morning. And uh, we're, we were talking about it. And I, of course, was teasing like I do about that kind of stuff. So I started teasing. And so he he forced my eyes open with toothpicks and forced me to watch this trailer. And let's go ahead and be completely honest, because if you know me, I'm always honest. Let that sink in for a second for anybody who really knows me. 
and it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> it he was liked hilarious. It. He loved it. I did. I loved it. And and that's that's not a joke. I really did love it. And and it didn't have any right to be that good, but it was engrossing and it looked fun. And Ryan Reynolds looked like he's doing a great job. Like he plays it perfectly. So I think that we're going to have a little bro date having to go and check it out because I know Trudy does not want to be seen with you in public going oh, to, she's all wearing like, a, I'll drag her to that movie. <laughs> that's, that's one that we'll go to together. She's wearing a trench coat and a handkerchief and dark sunglasses trying to, trying to hide from this, but no man, let, let your freak flag fly Garrett. Let's just, let's just go do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about it. Uh, and then, uh, there was two, so there was a teaser and a trailer, which is crazy. So Monday, Tuesday, you know, double, double hit there uh for toy story 4 um not so nerdy and geeky but boy do i love me some toy story you can't really go wrong with that so no, and it was unusual that they dropped both of them the way that they did it's not normally no done like no that. like i typically it's like a teaser and then months later you get a trailer mm-hmm. and this one was like hey we're gonna do a teaser and then what made it even better is the trailer was actually called toy story 4 teaser reaction by key and peel so it was like it was set up as if it's you know supposed to be uh, a reaction to the teaser which it was it's so great like keen peel so hilarious i'm so excited i hope those characters aren't just for the trailer i hope they actually are in the movie um and i imagine they are having you know spend as much time introducing them in that trailer but he's literally crossing his fingers right now in studio you guys can't see it i have no clue why you're crossing your fingers right now but no i you know what i i'm looking forward to it too i thought that the trailer was fantastic the teaser was great and then the trailer uh, just shortly after that i watched and I know that my son is super excited about that because he loves the Toy Story movies. My youngest is three and she's just started to kind of get into it. And she's a big fan of ham. And I think that's because of the resemblance to daddy. I'm not real sure (laughs) on that, um, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking. (laughs) Uh, Who doesn't like a good pig though? (laughs) <laughs> Jay Dooley, I, I don't, don't know, know why but that. I pictured my wife right now I pictured a picture of my wife like just hugging me and, like she's so happy <laughs> uh, so yeah I'm excited for both of those movies they're coming out next summer um, as long as there's no hiccups in development it seems like that's you know the good ones always do <laughs> they'll get pushed off and then we have to wait even longer for it but you know hopefully they speed along quickly and we can enjoy them next summer uh let's do yeah a couple more news beats here uh so xbox one just yesterday um put out uh some there's it's a rumor going around uh so i don't think microsoft officially said this but um there are rumors floating around that microsoft is planning to launch an xbox one s so which is like their their mid-tier console um uh, that lacks, it's going to lack a disk drive, according to unnamed sources in a rumor posted by Therot.com. And this is uh, an article I'm reading by, on Polygon by Owen S. Good. Um, so, yeah, uh, under the plan, the console will run less than $200, which sounds great to me. And Microsoft stores will support a program whereby users can take in physical Xbox One media and trade it in for digital download to their Xbox Live content. So, of course, isn't this isn't coming directly from Microsoft, but this rumor is basically saying a new console's coming out, it's going to be digital only, which will cut the cost of the console dramatically, 
like you know it's gonna be under 200 bucks so it'll probably be like 150 199 and the fact that they already have the system all set up and ready to go to where hey i uh have all these xbox one games and I want to switch over to this cheaper console for whatever reason, or maybe I got these games from, I don't own a console and I have all these games from a friend or from eBay or Amazon or whatever. You can just go to your local Microsoft store, or I'm sure they're going to have other vendors that do this and they'll scan your games and you a bunch of download codes. You type those in and boom, you have the games digitally on your Xbox. Like that's incredible. Like that's traditionally most people like to have physical uh, games. I'm I'm one of those. I'm one of those that, that likes physical games. Um, I'd rather it not take up a lot of space on on my hard drive and stuff like that. But, and that's a big but. That's like a Kardashian size but, which is pretty big. What I'm thinking is that this is a really really cool move. I mean, what a smart genius move on their part to be taking something, lowering it down so more people can afford to pick it up, uh, digitizing all this stuff. Dude, Xbox is making some huge strides right now, including the thing that we talked about last week, the the Game Pass. Uh, And this this is going to make it to where a lot more people have easy access to afford an Xbox. So, uh, dude, I'm all over it. And I think that it's something I could... And now I'm crossing my fingers in the studio. (laughs) Now maybe I can convince my better half much better. Honey, if you're listening, I love you. Uh, maybe I can convince her t- for me to get one of those. And uh, of course, it's a rumor. You know, we don't, we can't say for sure that, hey, like like you said, Microsoft has not put this out. This is just a rumor. People are talking about it. You saw it in the article. Microsoft has been known for leaking these rumors like that to get the ball rolling, to get people talking about it. So there's a little bit more talking stuff happening when it when it does finally come down the pike. Yeah, and I mean, if this is true, uh, I mean, they have a lot of a lot of space to fill at E3 now that Sony's not there. So this would be a pretty. That's another thing I didn't talk about earlier in that earlier uh, article. Is like, okay, who's going to fill that gap now? Sony, obviously, we we talked a lot about what's Sony going to do, but what are all these other companies going to do at E3? Like, there's uh, Monday. Usually, it's that Monday at six o'clock. Uh, Pacific time, they have uh, the Sony conference. Who's going to fill that spot now? Is that something, you know, Microsoft is going to be like, actually, instead of Sunday, we're going to go Monday now. We're going to take that prime spot. Or is a smaller group going to come in? Like, what's going to happen? And I just feel like now that there's such an empty hole in the E3 conference, this is kind of Microsoft's uh, time to shine. Like, they have to bring it this next year. Like, if they don't bring it, I don't know if they'll ever kind of get a step ahead of Sony. Like they might kind of be stuck behind for a little bit, but if they can really come out with all these new exclusives, um, cause they've been talking about, uh, they just had the XO 18 event, uh, weekend or two ago where they came out and announced, Hey, we've bought more developers. So those are it's even more studios to create their own exclusive games. Cause right now Xbox is not known for its exclusives. So if they can come out E3, Hey, we have a new Xbox One S that, hey, it doesn't have a disk drive in it. It's super cheap. You can download all these games on it. Uh, We also have all these new studios, so we can make some sweet games. Uh, And by the way, uh, you know, the new, there's rumors of the new uh, Xbox uh, Scarlet, I believe it is, which is the streaming box even. So that's not even downloading. That's just straight streaming through the internet. Like, hey, maybe they'll have an announcement about Scarlet by then. So I really think, uh, 
yeah, I again, this is just a rumor, but if there's anything that is true in this, um, I think it really points to that the fact that Microsoft is really planning on bringing it this next E3, especially as, with the lack of Sony. As far as some of the other things you were talking about, like what are other people going to do to fill in some of Sony's time? You got to playing back off of what with Sony taking off again. And with Xbox, there is a whole lot of third-party developers that you don't know. They might be kind of left out in the cold a little bit um, where they look forward to E3 being a big deal and being able to be talked about and get hype up for a lot of their games and stuff. You've got to imagine that Xbox might be in a position to go to some of those third-party development. I think I said farty. Uh, some of those <laughs> third- say that. I'm sorry. I'm kind of a gassy right now. Uh, no, I think that it's important that uh, that we understand that those third party developers, they want that presence at E3. I mean, as far as I know, it's a big deal for the gaming community. So this might be Microsoft's opportunity, Xbox opportunity to go to some of them and maybe coerce some of them in that direction. I mean, you, you never know. This could be the tide pushing over an Xbox uh xbox direction yeah i don't know we'll just have to wait and see what comes down the pipeline but i i'm excited i'm definitely more of a you know as we talked about last week i'm the sony pony but uh i know i i i still have a spot in my heart for microsoft and for xbox i think uh, especially if something like this is true some of these rumors are correct i would not be opposed to picking one up and joining that ecosystem as well so are we'll you, see so <clears throat> Tentatively, <laughs> let's just say tentatively, with with the idea of this rumor, the Xbox um, that's cheaper, the discless digital download, would you be opposed to picking that up? I mean, that's a, that's a pretty cool price point where that's at. Do you see yourself if that happens? Are you just saying you're going to go all out and go for the the Xbox One X and looking for the highest frame rate quality and all that kind of stuff? Oh, well, I, I would love to get the X. Uh, I have a 4K TV at home and uh, like the sound to go with it. And I would love to be able to finish that with an Xbox One X because um, you know, I will not deny that it is the most powerful console out there. It's going to have the best graphics, the most fluid gameplay. Um, but the, that that price, I can't get over, you know, the price that they have on that. It's like, I forget exactly. How much are they retailing for? Is it like... They're easily... I think it was uh, close to five, wasn't it? Or, or was it maybe 399 400 I mean, it, I know it's a really pricey thing, but I know that anything over two is way out of yeah. my price line. So they're, they're retailing about 499 Wow. So it's pretty insane. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, you, you pay for the most powerful console in the, in the in the universe, I think, is when they first came out with it, they said, which, you know, they're not wrong. Yeah, I uh, think that a, that a, a 199 price tag on a discless uh, digital only is going to clean up, man. Yeah. No. I really do. Yeah, because yeah, I'm all about those uh, teraflops. But uh, if I can jump in the Xbox I ecosystem. I stepped over one right before I came into the office <laughs> earlier, just so you know. We might want to clean that up. Before yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take note of that. Um, but uh, yeah, okay. Well, we have just a couple headlines I'm going to read off quick here. We're going a little long in the news, so I'll just read the headlines so we can move on to some new releases quick. Um, so the last couple were just uh, Nintendo won a $12 million lawsuit against a ROM site that was run by a married couple in Arizona. Um, so basically there's a site that put up digital ROMs, they're called, or files of 
uh, old Nintendo games. Uh, and it what? was a great people do that. It's a great place to go to pick up ROMs for your emulator on your computer. So you could play, you know, Super Mario World on your computer or Super Mario Galaxy. Or I'm just going to name another Mario game because I can't think of any more off the top of my head. But uh, basically, Nintendo came at them with a lawsuit that would have ended in billions of dollars. Uh, but through the, uh, you know, the whole court process, they made, managed to make a deal. So, oh, it's okay. You only have to pay $12 million. That's still a lot of money for just some random couple in Arizona. But um, so that was, I thought that was kind of crazy. Uh, so basically this is a PSA. Don't put Nintendo games on the internet for people to download. I believe that they <laughs> they are being made of an, an example out of this oh, is yeah, this that's is exactly what that is yeah it is so widespread I mean I, you don't know we don't know the whole story so again this is just um, just us kind of like riffing on it a little bit um, don't know the whole story a lot of people use ROMs and emulators uh, for video gaming right now um, I think that them going after these people this this when you look at it from the outside it looks pretty extreme 12 million plus is a lot of money and i mean they they were wanting billions out of this deal and it, it got lowered to this i could i could see this being a big thing that scares people away from it I mean, oh yeah it's all just a scare tactic to keep keep people from uh stealing that nintendo ip and sharing it all over the world because you know nintendo wants to make that cheddar you know they don't want, they don't, they don't want to miss out on any money so people, who doesn't love cheddar yeah. <laughs> but you you and i both know this isn't going to stop it. It's not no. going to stop it. There's no. going to be other countries. There's going to be other people that, that are doing it. Um, us personally here at the Super Gamer Boys would never, ever use ROMs and <coughs> emulators uh, of any kind. So it's just, not, it's not illegal to use them <laughs> if you own the game. If you own the physical cover. So, yes, yeah. for sure. Completely legal as long as it's your, your own backup of a game that you own. It's all, all, it's all above, all above board, board, all yeah. above board. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the last article was that PUBG is officially announced for the PS4. So after a year of exclusivity on uh, the Xbox One, it's finally coming to PlayStation 4. Um, I saved this for last because it's something I'm super excited about. And I don't think anyone else really cares because everyone else is into that Fortnite. Uh, so yeah, it is what it is. PUBG's coming. I'll probably play it and I'll be the only one. <laughs> I'll, it'll be just, I'll get chicken dinners left and right. Cause I'll be the only one dropping in on that map. Everyone is into the fort right now, Fortnite right now, uh, including at our house and, uh, let you guys in on a little something last night. Uh, my son, uh, came to me and was playing a little bit of the Fortnite, and uh, I went to try to close the application. And because I am extremely pretty and not very bright, um, I went to do that and I <laughs> deleted the Fortnite application. Now, we've got quite a bit of How money. How is that possible? Nobody knows. I <laughs> was half asleep, uh, did it, and as I did it, my son said, No, Dad, don't as I hit the button. And I don't know why he was talking in slow motion, but I still and hit the button and it deleted it. And he screamed and started crying. And then I was like, what the, what, what did you do? And he, it was me that hit the button. But uh, unfortunately I just wasn't thinking. So I very scared, worried about the wrath of my wife coming down on me with a righteous thunder. 
Uh, I called Garrett nearly in tears. Garrett, help me. <laughs> and thank God he talked to me like I was a dumb 12-year-old. Dude, it's on your high drive. Relax. Just reinstall it. You're fine. And oh, everything's fine. Everything's good. None the wiser. She'll never know until she listens to the podcast. And then <clears throat> you'll I'll probably be telling you guys about that next week, the beating that I receive. <laughs> Uh, cool. Let's see. Uh, I just totally lost where we were at. Oh, new releases. So last week, uh, we went through the list. We're going to do that every week for you. Um, so that way you kind of know what came out the previous week, uh, and you can go check it out for yourself. Um, so let's start with the games list. Uh, so <laughs> this is my favorite one. Fishing <laughs> is the name of the game. Fishing some new DLC for, for all you fishers out there on PS, PC. Okay, we, we are at a, at a position in our society now where that's what we do for our outdoor sports. Now we're just doing it inside Fishing on, the, on computer. the computer. Yeah. So the Barents Sea, uh, Barents sea King Crab DLC came out. So now you can go catch some uh, King Crab in your favorite fishing game. I know a motel where you can do the same thing and there's no games. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to keep going. Uh, <laughs> uh, Drop it like a top, yeah. walk away from it. You know the drill. Yeah. Uh, Hitman 2 also came out. I'm actually really excited about that. I played the first one. Um, I played some demos of the first one. I never owned the first one. Uh, I really enjoyed what I played of it. Um I'm actually more interested in jumping in this one because it's not doing the episodic thing. I wasn't really a fan of that. Um, the fact that, you know, every month or two they drop a new mission. I just, when I buy a game, I want the whole game. Like, just give me the game. So I'm excited about Hitman 2. I think that'll be fun. Uh, it's coming out on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. SNK 40th Anniversary Collection comes out on Switch. The Spyro Reignited Trilogy. The game we've all been waiting for. Uh, PS4 and Xbox One. Garrett um, is literally trembling right now with joy or with... I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of eerie to watch, actually, Garrett. I, I get it. You're excited for the game. You know, but come on. I mean, seriously? So this is... Spyro was... We talked about Crash Bandicoot last week. <laughs> I would say the second biggest... You know, PlayStation mascot was definitely Spyro. Like back in the day, um, it was Crash and Spyro. They were buds. Like they they hung out. They uh, went out for a beer after work. You know, they 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 were tight. Pretty sure there was no alcoholic beverages happening with these children's characters. Well, you don't know that. I've heard it both ways. Uh, and uh, Spyro smoked two packs a day. <laughs> hey, uh, Chris, I love your new game. It was fantastic. Hey, you, you get a new DLC? Uh, oh, gosh. Horrible. You'd <laughs> uh, uh, never have to buy a lighter. You'd be good to go with his... Uh, I didn't you know. think about that. That's actually... You would save a lot of money, man. Yeah, all right. Um, I am super excited for this, though. I have not picked up a copy, but I will be soon if I... You know, I'll, I'll be keeping an eye out for that. Um, it was a game I loved playing as a kid. Uh, I played the first two anyways. I never played the third one. Uh, and so this will be a fun chance for me to jump in and play all three uh, in updated uh, 4K graphics from my PS4 Pro. 
Shadow of the Tomb Raider, the Forge DLC came out on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. So some DLC for Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, Fallout 76 came out on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. So this game would normally be a huge deal to me because I love the Fallout franchise. I haven't picked this one up, but I am shocked at how horrible the reviews are for this game. It's getting a lot of bad reviews. <laughs> I think that because I, I've played some Fallout games, uh, especially 4 was the one that I, I played the most recently. I would say it's coming out at the worst time possible. I mean, it's coming out right after uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, and it's just got no publicity. And as far as the reviews, I hadn't seen any negative ones yet. No, yeah. So I... I've read a bunch of um, just headlines. I haven't read any in-depth reviews of it yet, uh, but everything I've seen seen on Twitter or just headlines is basically like it's not really worth your time. Uh, I was just listening to uh, IGN's podcast Beyond earlier today, and uh, 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 um, Barrett Courtney there was going on about how, um, yeah, it's just like, takes all the things from fallout 4 it's basically just a clone of fallout 4 um but Mm -hmm. like it's lonely and the building mechanics are funky and i've heard some other people uh from different other sources that like the multiplayer isn't necessarily always fun um but if you play it solo like one play like single player that's even worse so if you're gonna play it like play multiplayer it's way more fun that way but it's still not really enjoyable um, I don't know. I need to re- read some more reviews on it and do some more research, but I was just shocked at um, just how underwhelming it's been with all the, you know, the initial kind of uh, out outburst, you know, that's so contrasted by the Red Dead Redemption 2 a few weeks ago where everything you saw was 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, <laughs> 5 out of 5, uh, game of the year contender, like on top of the list. Like this is just how much of a killer game it was. Um, and that's even with all the criticisms, like people had a lot of criticisms, but still loved it. I, I don't know. I think maybe I'm at a disadvantage, uh, but my gamer friends, I don't know anyone who is excited about this game. There is no one who's talking about it. There's no one who has shown interest uh, in any conversation. So I don't think it's going to do too well. Yeah, no, I, I don't think there's a, I don't know too much hope for it but maybe it'll be one of those late bloomers it'll come out with some dlc that'll suck everyone in fix some bugs and uh who knows maybe it'll be like a uh um rainbow six siege situation where a year later it comes back and everyone's in there and it's like one of the best multiplayer games out there who knows um okay uh run through the last bit of this video game new releases uh this war of mine has uh, some new DLC, the last broadcast on PC. Civilization Six comes out on Switch. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee comes out on Switch. It's another- Sit down, knock it off. <laughs> He's in here dancing. Relax, relax, Garrett. We are trying to be professional right now. No more of your darn outbursts, buddy. Relax. I, I love me some Pikachu, man. I can't get enough of that little yellow boy. He's doing this really funky dance, folks. And I don't know if, you, uh, if you've if you seen any photos of Garrett on Twitter, but this tall, skinny, white kid should not dance like that. It is not cool, man. <laughs> Uh, because because i know all about cool yeah yeah the the king of cool over there <laughs> oh that's what they called me um well i was trying to get people to call me that is mostly myself and my own nickname for myself <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and then the final re- new release is a movie. Uh, yesterday, the new Fantastic Beast, The Crimes of Grindelwald came out. Uh, now, now JJ's dancing. He's uh, okay. He's- <laughs> How can you not be excited for this? I am a huge Harry Potter fan. Anything in that universe is fantastic. I read the books. I read the books to my kids. Um, I still read them to my my youngest. Um, I read them to my kids just so I could read them again because they're so much fun. And I loved the last movie. I really, really did. So I I, I don't know if you've seen any of the trailers for this, but uh, Grindelwald, played by Johnny Depp, dude, that guy is able to just transform himself into so many different characters. I think yeah. that guy is an incredible actor. He's all for, right for being able to He's just right. become whatever he's in he, he goes all in all the time and i i love that about him yeah if, if you really like uh captain jack sparrow playing uh grindelwald then yeah no <laughs> <laughs> no uh so here's my uh confession time uh i've only watched the first harry potter movie and i've never read the books <gasps> for shame garrett for sh- are you serious <laughs> dead serious I know nothing oh. about Harry Potter. Oh, that's where we're going, man. We're going there. That's right, dude. I've seen the first movie probably like 10 times, whether it's on TV or we rent it, but I think we've never continued oh. on to watch the rest of the series. Oh, wow. And I've never touched any of the books. Is there a reason? Do you not like the premise? Uh, I love the first movie, like when it first came out mm-hmm. um, and always wanted to watch the other movies. It was one of those things where like, I eh, just never had the time or the ambition to go out and rent the rest of the series. And then as far as the books, those came out uh, around the time when uh, or when they came out. Uh, it was the whole oh, witchcraft is Creature, bad yeah. and you're going to go <laughs> so, to hell and you're not allowed to read these books. So, so we, we, I, do, we do deal with a little bit of that in our culture. We're, we're Christians. And so I know I experienced some of that, too, where where there is some of that, you know, um, that is witchcraft. And uh, you do not want to try to glorify <laughs> that because the Lord Jesus is looking down upon you and he sees y'all laughing about uh, using wands and casting spells and messing with beetroots or whatever it is y'all are doing. Uh, you don't want to do that. Nothing messing with warlocks and whatever. But here's the thing, folks, without being legalistic, it's just fun stuff. And it's not that you have to believe any of that stuff. It's just the the stories are great. The the you watch these kids growing up uh, into young adults, and you watch these trials and tribulations they go through, and you basically go on this uh, roller coaster ride of an adventure with these kids as they grow up and the things that they deal with. It's a lot of fun. So you've exposed me and Garrett. I'm gonna start exposing you, baby. That's right. I'm gonna start exposing you <laughs> to the dark side of some witchcraft and wizardry. <laughs> I. I don't even know how to respond to that, but I guess I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, the saddest thing at all, uh, I just actually took my my uh, my daughter and my son. Uh, we didn't take the baby, but I took the two older ones to um, Universal Studios this past summer for summer vacation. We went for a couple of days. We went to Universal Studios and they have the the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And so I took the kids there. My daughter, my oldest, is a huge Harry Potter fan. Uh, and we got there, went on a bunch of rides. Uh, my son had to squeeze his eyes and cried on one of the things that I didn't realize was going to be as scary as it was. Um, I felt like a horrible parent uh, while I'm screaming and joy and he's crying. Uh, it's a whole thing. Uh, but then my daughter went past the area where they had the wands for sale. And she said, Dad, 
do you think I could buy myself a wand for going home with so I could, you know, cast spells or whatever? Um, you know, it's like a memento, a memory, as it were. And I was like, of course you can, Pumpkin. Of course you can. Go ahead and uh, find out how much they cost. She came back literally one minute later. Um, Dad, they said they're $47. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get out of line quickly. Get out of line now. Walk away. <laughs> no, I, I, I was dead. I did buy her the wand. <laughs> Just so you know. Jeez. Yeah, that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It made her happy I for could, five I minutes. I could have found you a wand uh, I know, right? in the backyard. I could, There's a couple sticks I, back that I could break I, off the tree if you wanted to. I did to. tell her, let me just go pick a switch. You know, yeah. that's what my parents would have done. Yeah, hey, we just carve it out of the tree over there. Go over that elder tree. Oh, it's got a, it's got a unicorn hair in it. Sure it do. Yep. <laughs> uh, my parents whatever, are from Arkansas. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, we know oh, we got a switch for you. Get your butt over here, boy. <laughs> uh. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day. And for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, so we are running very long today. Uh, and so we're going to touch on what you're playing real quick. I'm still playing Red Dead. My update is I am halfway through chapter two and the amount of time I put in, I should be done with the game probably. No, that's not true, but I should be a lot farther than I am because I cannot get through an open world game without doing every single thing I run into. Everything on the map, I got to clear, and it drives me crazy, but I love it so much. Garrett, I think it's time that you get on the Ritalin, because I'm believing that you got to touch the ADD, my friend. Something, I don't even know. <laughs> uh, so what I'm playing this week is, uh, I went back to Uncharted 4. I had a friend who uh, I was talking to about the podcast, and he was kind of surprised that I told him I was into gaming. So I said, well, yeah, it's really great, let me show you. And I figured, what's what's prettier, what looks really cool and could tell like a quick story and convey to him how cool this gaming could be. I put Uncharted 4 on, he was blown away by it, was taking all kinds of notes and I just couldn't stop playing when he left. So <laughs> Uncharted 4 is the game that I went back to this week and I've just been having a lot of fun going back through the story and I've already started catching things that I missed the first time around. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's such a fun game. An awesome series too. Like you've played through all four of them, correct? Yeah. Yes. You, yeah. you got the you got the HD remaster version. I got of the one remastered and yeah. picked up four later, and then uh, as well as that, I I've said to you before, I love to read. So this week, I decided to go back to a classic. I picked up uh, a copy of Stephen King's It. And uh, I'm staying up late in the evening when they're not letting me play, when they're playing the Fortnite. And uh, I've been reading it, rereading it, and just having a lot of fun with it. Super scary, a lot of fun. It's over a thousand pages. Um, so that's one of those things where I hope to get you to read Stephen King. I think that you told me you've never read a Stephen King novel before. That's that correct. I don't think I've ever read a thousand pages in my life. So Get ready to put plastic <laughs> sheets on the bed because you're more than likely going to have a problem with some urine, my friend. I'm going to help you. I'm going to point you that direction. We're going to see what we can do, buddy. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I, I know we've talked before about, um, cause I, uh, the only Stephen King property I think I've ever come in contact with was it. I watched the new movie that came out a year or two ago. Um, and I loved it. I thought it was great, super suspenseful. Uh, and I'm actually excited for the part two that's coming out soon. Um, but, uh, other than that, I've never, you know, had any contact with that, uh, that world of Stephen King. So I would be totally down to reading, reading some of his books and actually seeing the, you know, some source material there. Well, don't worry. We're going to go ahead and pull out the old Ouija board and we're going to make contact for you. We're going to make contact real big. You're going to love it. And as far as like the part two, all of it is encompassed in the one, the one it book. So yeah, I I think you're going to have a lot of fun with it and and I'll loan it to you when I, when I'm done reading it and we'll, we'll, we'll eventually get your take on it. You know, you might just be like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. You know, I was crying and it was scary and you know, a tree wouldn't hold me at night. Uh, She kept wanting to turn the light off. It was, I mean, dude, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. One thing you probably don't know about me is I love to be scared. Uh, I think you were going to say you had a nightlight. (laughs) One thing you don't know about me is that I have lots of nightlights in the house. In fact, we never turn any of the lights off. There you go. We just keep them on uh, all the time. No, but I I do love scary things, which is a complete opposite of my wife. So it's hard to watch those scary movies and TV shows because I love anything scary, horror, and uh, she doesn't want to come within uh, 100 miles of it. So Coincidentally enough, I love scary things and my wife is scary. Just saying. <laughs> well, we'll just brush right on past that. So, uh, <laughs> can you please edit that out? <laughs> I, re- I really, I'll get tweets and hate mail from her. It's it's not going to be pretty, but she is, and I love you, pumpkin. Okay, so we are going to move into our new segment called Retro Review, and we're going to talk about. A movie that we watch. So retro review, we're going to watch a movie, a TV show, maybe play a game. I think the idea is it's going to be something old, something that we haven't maybe watched or seen or played in a while. And then we're going to give give a little quick uh, rundown, a little update on maybe like an updated review, essentially, of what do we think of it now? Okay, so what we chose this week was 1984's Arnold Schwarzenegger in... The Terminator. I am so excited to talk about this because Garrett said he had no real memory of it because he only watched it once when he was a child. And and so I'm like, oh, man, we're watching The Terminator, dude. This is the greatest movie of all time. There's bombs and blow ups and a a dude who doesn't stop. And then then we watched it. (laughs) Garrett, go ahead. And what's your what's your opinion? So yeah, my uh, yeah my uh, memory of it was it was that movie that was always on later in the afternoon on TV. So it was a TV edit, and we always caught like the last half hour, forty five minutes when it was all the exciting part. I'm like, oh, this is awesome, this is cool. Like, and then when JJ suggested it, I'm like, yeah, totally down. I'd love to watch that movie. It's been a long time. I don't really remember it. Well, uh, after watching it, I. <laughs> have a much different uh outlook on it now uh so it's an hour and 45 minutes long and what i remember of it is that the first hour is just them running around basically like that's that's basically what i got from this <laughs> rewatching it this last week is the first hour is arnold schwarzenegger uh chasing down uh uh 
you know, Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor while they run from the cops. And uh, there's no story. There's no, like, uh, development of characters. It's just running <laughs> in L.A. Uh, until an hour in, then it's like, oh, okay, now we get the story. So Kyle's from the future. Sarah is the mother of some other dude. And uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger kills things and he's a robot i'm like okay cool like this is all stuff i kind of knew from you know the previous time i so i knew the story but i just i don't know i just did not remember how that it took that long to finally get into the story i'm like when is this movie gonna start like we've been sitting here an hour nothing's happened uh and yeah i don't know it just surprised me and you you watched it with your wife so you subjected her to an hour and 47 minutes of watching (laughs) yes i did a 35 year old movie and what did what did she think? Uh, she m- multiple times just turned to me and was just like, "What is this movie about? Like, what is happening?" She was so confused. Uh, and then there's a couple times she's like, "Oh, I like the music. It's similar to Stranger Things." I'm like, "Well, Stranger Things is supposed to take place in the '80s. It makes sense." But uh, no, we both just could not get over how like slow it was, how um, just off the wall some of the things were. Like, what what is happening right now? Um, and then once it got to the end, it was one of those things like, oh, I remember this. Like, cause that's the part I'd seen probably like 10 or 15 times on TV in my childhood. I'm like, oh yeah, I could, I know all this now, <laughs> but, but man, I did not remember all the running. <laughs> Keep in mind at the time, this stuff was new age and like phenomenal. We're talking 35 years ago, this thing was filmed. So it has... It has uh, changed dramatically, movie making, storytelling, and all of that stuff. So I I had made this plea to you, hey, let's do this retro review where uh, you and I both suggest to each other old things, whether it's games or movies or whatever, and try to like go back and, and review something from today's vantage point. And when I, when I said watch this movie, you did it like a champ. You went in that night and watched the movie. Hey, I watched it. Wow, Garrett, you were all over it. So me, I waited for nearly the whole week. And this morning I got up and said, I've got homework to do before work. So I watched it at five o'clock this morning so I could make sure that I had it in the brain. (laughs) I'll tell you what, I still loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Now I'm coming from, there was a nostalgia aspect to it, to where like, okay, yeah, I remember this. Oh man. But a lot of it doesn't hold up with the, some of the CGI type oh, effects. Man. Like, when, I mean, you're not okay. CGI, but. So when Arnold Schwarzenegger loses his eye, his human skin eye, and it shows his robot eye, every time they show his face, it looks like some weird, like, claymation animation. I'm like, this is so bad, like, stop motion deal. I'm like, why Why couldn't they just throw a mask on Arnold? Why do they have to do this weird, like, stop motion animation deal? Like, just throw a mask on his head. Like, it wouldn't have been that hard to, like, throw a prosthetic on there, like. Is it, was it really that hard to do? Like, I feel like I've seen other 80s movies that had like great, you know, CG. And then they just, it's I so, don't know, the worst possible job. It, on this movie. It's pretty bad. So taking that aside, take it, let's strip that away. Let's take that away from, from your toolbox right now. The story, the story being, it's a kind of a convoluted story a little bit. Once so you, you, you want it. my plot synopsis here? Yeah, well, okay. well. So, so, so Kyle comes from the future sent by Sarah Connor's son. Little did Kyle know, he's actually uh, 
the father of the dude who sent him. So I don't even know, and I don't even know who the guy's name is because I don't know. John even know, Connor. John Connor. Okay. Yeah. See, like that's something that's not super clear in the movie. It's just like, okay, so we know Sarah Connor has a son. We don't know his name, but maybe we do. And Kyle's the dad, but also Kyle is also like younger than that's, that's the other thing I thought was weird. Like, so John's dad is younger than him. Okay, so maybe <laughs> back then stuff wasn't necessarily thought out as well. You know what I mean? But but yeah, so essentially he works for this guy who is like a, a savior in the future who teaches all these people who are being held down by these sentient machines. And this guy, this guy becomes like a savior to all these people because he fights against all all of these machines and says like, let's not just sit here and let them crush us. Let's fight. So he teaches everybody to fight and he gets that strength from his mother. So the machines decide to build this machine to go back in the future or excuse me, back in the past in order to just wipe his mom out to wipe him out from existence because he's the thing that's making everybody stand up and fight. And like, you know, he's part of the resistance. And uh, so they make the machine to go back in, in time. They send a Terminator through. Uh, Cyberdyne uh, 101 is the the number. The, I don't know why I remember what the number was on his. <laughs> he's uh, he sent back for termination. And uh, and then the, the human, Kyle, ends up jumping through. Uh, and then, of course, he's naked. They have to be nude coming through because it doesn't take uh, anything not organic, uh, through the thing, which is great to because, see a whole lot of Schwarzenegger bum. Ah. Uh, and you know what? Gotta be said that dude looked like a million bucks, man. He, that guy, like, I know he was like a Mr. Olympia six times. Oh, yeah. He was like prime dude. He looked like when I take my shirt off, that's kind of what it looks like folks. I don't know if you guys seen any pictures of me, but it's been quite a bit of time in the gym. Well, mostly because I work as a subcustodian and I mop it. Um, I'm not actually, you know, working out with any of the equipment or anything like that. It's just, <laughs> just heavy. It's too heavy to pick up. But no, he looked incredible. And it's it's weird to to see him back then, to see him now, you yeah. know, because eventually he was the governator, you know. The other thing about it, too, is it's crazy because he gets shot and he's he's down he's up he's down and it's just like this never stop it'll never stop until you're dead it doesn't it, it can't be reasoned with it can't feel pity you know so some of that stuff was like pretty awesome but i think that what kind of threw it for me was the accent and i just find i found it to be really funny as he's going in he has these cool one-liners that we all know I'll be back and things of that nature, you know, but it's crazy because he comes in and he has like an Austrian accent. So it's crazy. As well, like so creating, one know. thing about the quotes though, is in my head, it was, it was always Schwarzenegger who said, I'll be back, but it wasn't, it was Kyle Reese. He, he says it to Sarah Connie. He's like, I'll be back. And it wasn't even like anything. So does he say it again? Maybe he, I missed it. He says it. it again. Yeah, okay. but there's another line that that he says, come with me if you want to live. Uh, Michael Bean, who plays Kyle, says that, Kyle Reese, uh, he says, come with me if you want to live. Uh, yeah, later, later in the future films, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger takes that line okay. and says, come with me if you want to live. Yeah, because in my head, those right, two lines right. were always said by Schwarzenegger. And then I heard both of them in this movie by... Uh, Michael Bean there and I was just like wait a second like 
I've, I've thought and remembered this all wrong my entire life, but I yeah. guess that's because I've never seen the future the other Terminator movies. So, so as far as far as like my review of it, I thought that it was it was fun, definitely dated. Uh, but I I love action movies and I definitely love the eighties. It's when I you know was growing up. Um, so I, I loved it. I'm glad that, uh, you actually sat through and watched the whole thing. And it's not Trudy, that I if you're listening. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and it's not that I didn't like it either. Like it was, it was still a fun movie, but would I watch it again? No, never again in my life. I'm never going to touch <laughs> you're, that. You're good. You're I'm, like, I've I'm had done. my I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it once in full now. I think I'm good for the rest of my life. Okay. Well, that, uh, finishes up our discussion on the Terminator. Um, uh, so it is that game of the year, uh, it's discussion time. Uh, it's the time of the year where everyone, all the nominees are coming out for the video game awards. Uh, the joystick awards have come out, uh, the golden joystick awards, um, the TLDR, uh, God of war (laughs) swept, you know, all like the big awards, uh, who would have guessed, but, uh, yeah, uh, over the next, uh, let's see. December 6th is the Game Awards, so hopefully in the next two to three weeks we'll figure out an episode where we can go through uh, the nominees ourselves and kind of decide what games we want to win in each category. And we're just going to hit the categories that we're most familiar with. We're not going to do everything because obviously we're not able to play everything all the time uh, on the limited budgets we're on and then the limited time we're on. So, But if there's a category where we played you know, two or three of the games, we'll, we'll chime in um, and uh, kind of give our, our opinions on that at a, on a future episode here, before, yeah. hopefully before the show. And in the future, we'll get to a point where, where we will be able to get more games and to be able to get more consoles and stuff like that. So we could do a little bit better reviews. That's in the future when we win the lottery. And it could happen. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. It could happen. It's, it's hard to win when you don't buy a ticket though. I'm finding this to be true. I'm yeah. finding this to be true. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll just uh, finish the show here. Uh, I just want to say again this week, thank you so much for listening guys. Uh, it's been a blast being able to do this. Um, I posted on social media earlier this week, just how much of a blessing it's been uh, having the support and love from all you guys. Um, it's so cool to be able to do this, that, you know, something that we love and are so passionate about and have that support behind us. Um, it's been so cool to see the responses from, from last week's episode. Uh, just, we've only had one episode out and, um, it feels like, you know, this is, it's, it's here to stay, uh, at least until everyone tells us to stop, I guess, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, uh, if you have any questions that you would like to submit to the show for our question of the week, um, you want to, or you want to contribute in some other way, maybe you have an idea for a segment or, um, we missed something on a previous show, uh, let us know, uh, at, um, uh, I have an email, business email, Garrett at supergamerboys.com. Uh, you can hit us up on our Twitter or Instagram at supergamerboys.com. Uh, you can hit us at Facebook at facebook.com slash super gamer boys. Um, and then this is a huge thing. So we had quite a few downloads this last week. Um, and like I said, it was incredible to hear from everyone through text and Facebook messages. But if everyone who's listening could please go and drop a review. Um, I know on Facebook, I think I just said, Hey, drop a review on your favorite podcast app. Uh, I'm changing that now drop a review on Apple podcast. Cause that's the important one. If we, if we show up 
on Apple Podcasts, higher up on the list. It actually helps in all the other locations and on Google and everywhere else. And so the more reviews we have, the more people can listen, the bigger, you know, the more people get listening, the bigger our community gets, the bigger the community gets, the more fun we can have here. And um, it's the closer we will come to totally dominating the world of podcasting. And that's our end goal is to rule the world of podcasting. And not just podcasting. Then we will move on to other forms of entertainment and we will rule with an iron fist. Well, probably not, not iron because iron is very expensive right now, but more than likely like a rubber or and or plastic fist we would like to rule this yes we will rule but yeah we're coming for you uh car talk and my brother my brother and me and, absolutely uh, <laughs> so yeah if you if you can rate uh rate us please and and uh tell a friend tell tell some people it really will help get us get us out there and just get us all over and then we will be inside of your ear holes thank you for for having us inside of your little brains and you know trying to move in in amongst all this stuff and it seems so roomy in here thank you thank you so very much we just look forward to having you let us uh, infiltrate your minds once again as we reach you next week so we've, we've had a lot of fun thank you guys so very much garrett and myself are just just having a blast doing this we just thank you and uh for garrett i'm jj and the super gamer boys we'll see you guys next time